Welcome to the University Star Sports Podcast. I'm Kisa Ramirez, the sports editor for the University Star, and joining me, first time, Paul Livingood. How are you? I'm pretty excited uh, for this being my first time. Um, Dallas won last night, so I'm pretty happy about that against the Pelicans. Um, and I understand that your Spurs just won tonight. So Big walloping. Uh, oh, Poor yeah. Sacramento Kings. Yeah, Couldn't take They're it. They're not very good, though, so it's okay. <laughs> I'm not worried about it. The Spurs are, I think, trending in the right direction. Uh, they're looking like you know, the championship team that we're looking at. Um, but before we get into what, what we're actually talking about, because honestly, I could talk about the Spurs for 15 yeah, hours could. probably, could, maybe, yeah. and I think you wouldn't want to hear that. Uh, Definitely not. We're going to go into our weekly roundup. Okay. Before we talk about men's and women's basketball, which is where we're, why we're here, uh, I wanted to talk about you know briefly about baseball and what softball are doing this weekend as well. Uh, baseball is opening up their conference season against Louisiana Monroe, uh, who they defeated 4-2 to two in the elimination game of last year's uh, Sunbelt Conference tournament. That's the beginning of their Sunbelt Conference season, kind of a fresh start to a team that went 3-8-1 and one in the non-conference slate. And softball also is starting their Sunbelt Conference slate um, against Georgia Southern in Georgia. Softball is in a transition period where they're seventh in the conference in record. They're looking to, you know, get their season in a jump started. So that's what's going on in baseball and softball. But, you know, you're the women's basketball beat reporter. Mm-hmm. What you've been doing, you're close with this team. That's Very. what we're going to start off with. Very. They have two games of the season left against App State, Appalachian State, and Louisiana Monroe. Uh, what are your thoughts on them? Um, I think they're definitely both winnable games. Um, we beat uh, Appalachian State last time by about 20. I think it was 19 points, I believe. Uh, Taylor Deer had a monster game. It was a, it was her uh, career high, 23 points. Um, but really, what really helped is that uh, uh, Appalachian State's key player, all-conference player, uh, uh, Mariah Sidnor, got injured halfway into the game. And so, I mean, that obviously helps. That's what Coach C told me. She's like, obviously, having a conference player go out, I mean, that that helps uh, your chances of winning. For sure. And so, um, but she's back now. She's been back for two games. And uh, they've won those. Like, they lost, like, four or five straight games without her. And then as soon as she came back, they got right back on the high horse, won two straight games in a row. So, um, it should be a very interesting game. And then with ULM, um, I mean, their, their key player is Sharnice Brooks. She averages 14 14- – Point four points a game, six point three rebounds, uh, one point nine blocks, which that ranks second in the Sun Belt. So I mean, she's a very big uh, uh, center, six two. Um, but I mean, they they uh, they're they're a good team. So I mean, um, it's a very good way to end the end the season on a road on the road. So um, it's a good test to to uh, play right uh, before going into the conference tournament in New Orleans. App State and Louisiana Monroe. App State is seventh overall in the conference with an eight and ten record. Uh, Louisiana Monroe is seven eleven in the conference, uh, ninth, good for ninth. Do you think at all, or does the team think that you know, hey, we have two games of the season, our fourth spot's pretty much clinched? Is there any trap game kind of worry going around? I actually asked Coach Z that question, and she said no. She said that they're not really focused on everybody else. They're for, they're they're big like motto that they always said is it's all about us and so they're really focused on themselves and they they just want to get better on their own on their own right and so um they've just been working on trying to be consistent um because they that's been a real problem for them they can't play consistently whether it's shooting the ball or defending they can't do all things together uh consistently and so that's the number one thing that they're trying to uh, accomplish and um but i mean the the effort is definitely there that showed up in the arkansas state game um I don't think they should have won that game uh, going into the into, into the game um, since they're the second seed and they destroyed us last time uh, before that game. And so, but 
Uh, they really came out and handed it to them in that first half against Arkansas yeah, State. So, I mean, they're, they're, they're trending in the right direction. So, I mean, if they can get two strong wins versus these two teams, they can, they can make a push to win, the, uh, to win the conference this year. So, I mean, I'm excited to see that. And in your preview that's running in the University Star on Thursday, uh, Coach Z was talking about the travel, kind of how it's different. They're going to Boone, North Carolina, Definitely. but they have to tr uh, excuse me, fly to Charlotte, that's then right. go two and a half hours to Boone, North Carolina. It's freezing. Yes. Interesting travel. She's talking about resting their bodies and, you know, Definitely. not putting too much on their plate. And it's an interesting thing, you know, going into this matchup because they're ending their season on the road after that big, big, big win against Arkansas State. Huge win. And the thing I took away from your preview mostly was, like, this game is all about progress. It's about mm -hmm. consistent effort, playing better defensively, um, and you know, finishing the season on a note that that she'd be proud of. Because I mean, they're already a team that looks like if they put everything together, they could make a run in the Sunbelt Conference, Sunbelt Conference Finals. So I mean, that's interesting to see. Um, but that's the two matchups that they're going to play this weekend to end the season. Spotlight players to watch are transitioning to there. Um, my spotlight player to watch is. App State's Mariah Sidnor, uh, all-conference player in the Southland Conference last year. She's averaging 17.6 points per game, 8.9 rebounds. Both of those rank third in the conference. Her shooting efficiency is also really, really high, 46% shooting, 85% from the line. That's, that's impressive. That's a girl that can, you know, can bang there in the post and also make her foul shots when they mm -hmm. foul her. So it's tough to defend someone like that. That's the player I'd be watching because when she was injured, she exited with 14 minutes left in the second half. Texas State was up three. Uh, they ended up, they outscored the team by six points in that stretch, and that was really, I feel like, the decider. They lost that interior presence, that fulcrum that they could rely on, and then they were toast. Uh, definitely, yeah. I think whenever I talked to Coach Z, she said uh, um, to that point when she got injured, she had only been playing for, like, she was at 17 or 18 minutes of game She had 10, po game play. 10 points. Yeah, and so, <laughs> she was efficient there. And so, yeah, she was doing really well, and, and I mean, they were in the game, but once she left, it was like the dead air just like got taken out of the room. So I mean, uh, she is definitely the catalyst for their offense and their defense too, because she's a very good defensive player as well. Um, my spotlight player is freshman guard Taylor Deer for Texas State. Um, so I mean, last matchup they she got 23 points, like I said before, um, in all kinds of ways, shooting the three, driving in the lane, getting transition buckets. I mean, she really imposed her will in that game. I covered that game. I was there. And that was the, my first good dose of Taylor Deer, and she impressed me very much. And, and ever since then, she's really shined this year. Um, she has grown into her own for sure. Um, but, I mean, that's, that's who I would really watch out for is Taylor Deer coming off the – because I think she's their sixth man right now. Yeah. And so coming off the bench, uh, she'll, she'll provide a spark, that's for sure. She's the player that I felt like Caitlin Walla would have been if she, got, she hadn't gotten hurt, and she's fulfilled her role as a freshman. Mm -hmm. She's – I saw her in one of the games kind of do a lefty lefty layup in transition that just shocked me for a freshman able to make that play at that level in that circumstance. She puts up numbers, and that's going to take us to our next segment by the numbers. Um, my number would be 41.4. Uh, that's how much rebounds Texas State is averaging this year. And when they reach 41 rebounds a game, that 41 rebound threshold, Texas State is 10-3 and three this year. And when they don't reach it, they're under 41. They're 6-8. and eight. So it's a big difference when they're, Kalia Mays is banging in the post and they're getting those rebounds. This team is pretty tough to beat. And when they're not, they kinda, they're susceptible to losing. So I think that's what Antoine was talking about, the rebounding, the attacking the glass. I think that's where you kind of see where the game starts and ends. Definitely. Uh, my number is 28.1, which is the percentage of ULMs 
three-point opponent uh, percentage. Um, obviously, they're not very good at defending the three-point uh, from the three-point line. Um, I think, if I remember correctly, they rank 11th in the in the Sun Belt Conference. And uh, Texas State, like obviously, we shoot the three very, very well. We have a, about four or five girls that can really let it go from downtown. And so um, we, we had the, the I don't I, I can't remember if she's still the leading three point shooter, but Megan Breyer, I mean, she's a, a very efficient three point shooter. Takes a lot of them. Ariel too. Ariel can knock down threes. Taylor Deer can knock down threes. Raven Burns comes off the bench as a, as a three point shooter. Um, uh, uh, I mean, Erica May made a three a couple of games ago, and I mean, if Jack and Jeffco sometimes. If, yeah, Jack and Jeffco. If they're if those girls are making threes, you're in some you're in trouble. You're in some big trouble because you're gonna have a long game if those those two girls are making threes. So, um, I would watch out for that. Uh, watch out for big three point shooting numbers um, for Texas State in the last game of the season. Shooting seems to be a problem for not women's basketball but men's basketball. Uh, men's basketball also ending their season. Some about their their seat isn't clinched. Um, they are the seventh seed in the conference right now. They're in a weird spot where they're almost there but they're not there yet. Um, their two final games of the year are against Appalachian State and Louisiana Monroe. Uh, Appalachian State is seven eleven overall this year in the conference for good for eighth. And Louisiana Monroe is thirteen and five in the conference, good for t- third overall. Uh, what's your take on these two teams? Um, I, I watched the first time they played Appalachian State, and it's like for men's basketball and like the Texas State men's basketball team in general, um, they they started out the year really well. They had a lot of big very, wins, very well. and so they started out really well. But then once they got to the conference play, it kind of kind of started going south. And so um, I think their biggest thing is just kind of finding who they are as a team. Um, but I mean, every single time I've ever seen them, they I've seen they can't really shoot the ball very well. And so uh, t- uh, tightening that up would be a big thing. But they do defend the ball very well. They're first in the conference in uh, opponent points per game. I don't remember the number. It's like 59 point something. Yeah, 59 point And so, um, but yeah, they lead the, they lead the Sun Belt in um, defending um, the other teams. And so if they could figure out how to score the basketball, I mean, they would be a decent team. I mean, for, ha- for shooting so bad, having – being in the seven spots, not very bad. I mean, that's to be able to go to the conference and shoot as bad as you do is not a is not a bad feat at all. And so um, that's just the biggest thing I would get the, for the men's team is to try to find themselves an offensive standpoint um, to where they can find some efficiency there. In the last matchup against Appalachian State, uh, the men's basketball team lost by six points. Uh, Frank Eves, Mountaineers guard, scored 31 points in that game. He scored almost half of their total. No other Mountaineer finished in double digits that entire game. So it was Frank Eves and very little else. And that comes down to who was missing that game. Wes Davis was, I think, in the midst of a two-game stint where he missed with a shoulder strain. And Wes Davis, for those who don't know, he's probably easily, actually, that's more accurate, easily the best perimeter defender on this team. And Coach Casper... Every time you talk about, okay, what happened in that game, he comes back and he goes, well, Wes Davis wasn't there, so we had to shuffle our defensive rotations, put someone who was less capable, and you lo- and that's why you have Frank Eves going 31 points. So, I mean, Wes Davis will play this game. He played well against Arkansas State in his final home game of his career, mm-hmm. uh, 13 points, and he said, this is the way I'm glad to end my home career here. Um, the other opponent, which deserves mentioning, though, Louisiana Monroe, third overall in the conference, second in defense just behind Texas State, allowing 60.6 points per game. Um, 
Defensively, you look at their numbers, they're even better in field goal percentage defense. They're first in the conference in that, and they're first in three-point field goal percentage. So this is a team that shuts you down from two-point range, shuts you down from three-point range, and shuts you down everywhere on the court. That's going to be an interesting thing to watch. And the motto for this team uh, is really, you know, let's just get it done now. Let's just get it done and move on. Um, that will take us to our spotlight players to watch. Kind of like, okay, who are the guys? This is the big game, two seasons to go. Who's the guy that you feel like should step up in this game for the men's basketball team? Well, I mean, Mr. Mr. Amani Gant, that's their, that's their guy. And so um, he, for them to win, he's got to have a big game. That's just the bottom line. He averages 13 points per game, gets seven rebounds. It's very solid for a big man. Um, he had 16 points in the last matchup. He went eight for 10 from the free throw line. That's pretty good. So I mean, if he, if they can feed him in the post and really get him going, they could have they could have a chance to to beat both of the two. I think they will beat um, Appalachian State. But I mean, to if they get him going, I think they could they could possibly steal two games at the end of the season uh, with West Davis coming back from from injury. Glad you mentioned Wes Davis because he's my spotlight player to watch. Not an offensive player at all. When he does put up points, it seems to bode well because he's the kind of guy that can fill in the gaps, make that little mid-range shot, kind of create a little bit when he needs to, but he's there for defense. That's his strength. That's his, uh, his, you know, his plus. That's what he provides to the team that a lot of players don't have. And once you get him there, it kind of shuts down Frank Eves a little bit, gives Texas State a little less, more leeway to score offensively because it's going to be a tough matchup for them as always. And I look for Wes Davis to be that kind of guy with two games left in his possibly career, collegiate career. I look for him to step up. Final two games of the season for both teams. Pretty big weekend, I would say, before the conference tournament. Oh, huge. Yeah. Um, what are your predictions for both teams? Um, for the women's, I definitely think they will win both. Um, it, the Appalachian State game will be interesting. It'll be close because of uh, Mariah Sidnor. She's going to do really well. Um, but I think that they'll they'll come out with two uh, two wins there. Um, it was very interesting whenever I was talking to Coach Z um, before my preview, um, and I think it was the press conference. She said she gave me a real dynamite quote. I loved it. She was like, um, "With two games left to go, uh, March is here, so let the madness begin." I'm ready to roll with this. And team. I'm ready to roll with this team. That was like the best quote I've ever heard in my <laughs> life. I was like, "That that's awesome." And I ended so, the last show with that quote. I was like, I have to read it out loud. Yeah, it was. So it, it was I, I heard immediately. I heard. I heard it, and I was like, that. That was awesome. I loved it. And so, I mean, uh, you could tell Coach Z is very confident in the team that she has, and I mean, they're they're trending up right now. So, I mean, I I really think this team, if like winning both of these games, it's a real good momentum uh, to get into the tournament and and take it all the way to the end, try and get uh, try to get a championship. With the men's, I think they'll split. I think the men are going to beat Appalachian State, and I think they're going to lose the ULM. Unfortunately, ULMs. I think, I think they just got too much firepower. They're just too good. They're too good defensively, and us shooting the ball uh, pretty poorly is not gonna. It's just not gonna cut it. So. Normally, I like to be the contrarian, the devil's advocate, kind of disagree with you there. But I'm going to agree with, bo with both of you said. I think women's basketball is on a streak. They're going to win both games against App State and Monroe. I think men's basketball is going to split. Wouldn't be surprised me if they won both games. Wouldn't surprise me if yeah. they lost both. This is a team that you just never know what you're going to get. Um, and that's kind of interesting. It's kind of exciting. So as we end this podcast, any final thoughts? Um, with my final thoughts, with the men's, it just it depends on how they shoot. If they shoot really well, I, they, have, they have a great chance of winning both games. If they shoot poorly, they can lose both games. 
And so their their shooting performance is really going to be a telling tale. So um, that's my final thought. My final thought would be, I'm going to paraphrase what Coach Danny Casper said in our preview running Thursday. Let's take care of business now. Worry about the rest later. Texas State can clinch without a win, but, you know, it'd be nice because if they clinch, they're definitely in. But if they lose, they have to, you know, have some help. Um, so that's what you want to do. Close against App State. Don't wor worry about the rest later. And that's kind of how we're going to wrap up our show. So for Paul Livingood, I'm Keith Ramirez. Peace out. <laughs>